Hello, and welcome to this week's celebratory episode <laughs> of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, we're walking on sunshine today. Are we? Are you? We are amped. Mm. To bring you the region's foremost pro-life podcast. I can't even do this, but with you, you're on your own here. <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy yourself. I'll just be over here quietly <laughs> sobbing. When you're, whenever you're done, we can get on with the show. Uh, Michael, what's going on? <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you, it's uh, it's funny how life happens sometimes. Because mm-hmm. you put Comes all in this work, prepping a podcast. Yep. Researched multiple interesting mm-hmm. news articles. I had, I had a lot to bring to the table you, today. You did, and then it uh, was exciting. Now you were like, "Look, I am breaking our rule. We're do." I did some reading for our anti. Yeah, for the first podcast. time ever, uh, I did some. Research I swatted you. Yeah. It's fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny because you live here. So <laughs> worth it. Worth it. I don't we care. We both ended up pepper sprayed. It was not <laughs> ideal, but hey, we're here. Uh, and then, uh, and then Justice Alito decided to fuck with my shit a little bit. My shit specifically, though, yeah. but this is about, <laughs> yeah. obviously. I think it's important to say, as a couple hey. of cis hat white guys, we got fucked. <laughs> hey, hey, this affects all of us. I stand by that. It does. It actually very, very much does, and will. Yes, and will continue to. Uh, but yeah, so Supreme Court did some shit, uh, and I think we're going to have to throw out everything we had prepped and just do a podcast on it. Um, think, uh, you know... Birth control, abortion, these have been regular features on the mm-hmm. pod. Yeah. Going back towards the beginning, check out our unplanned episode. We talked about this last in December yeah. when we mm-hmm. said this was going to happen, which I take no credit for. I mean, no, I mean, you know us. We will. Yeah. We love to crow, even when it means that terrible <laughs> things are happening. Like when the cops are breaking down our doors and pepper spraying us. Yeah. I, like it's both of us being like, I told you this would happen. Ha, 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 ha. Hold, hold off to the camps about to be liquidated. Be like, bitch, I told you <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. I told you so. <laughs> see, see, who's the alarmist now? LOL, LMAO. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, this was the most predictable shit ever. This was, yeah. the, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. this has been the game plan for literally decades. Yeah. Uh, and so there, there is no there is no sweet, sweet sense of like, yeah, I was right, when the thing that was inevitable to happen happened. Yeah, the moment the New York Times' editorial board was like, Rose is good as gone, you don't really get any credit, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were ahead of that curve, but still. Yeah, once the New York Times calls it, you know, it's... It's either inescapably true or so definitely Oh my false. gosh, that's right. Yeah. It's one of those two it's things. One, it's, it's either a cop press release or they finally had to admit things were in <laughs> fact that bad. Look forward to next year when the New York Times has an editorial board post being like, so the climate is entirely doomed and there's nothing we can do at this point. <laughs> we'll save that for the next episode. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it's time to uh, to get into the inevitable. You know, I'm glad though for this episode we didn't have a woman on. I think that was important <laughs> after two episodes in a row of having. Well, one I think of our I think that's part of the point that I'm making <laughs> is that this is not our end know, all and be all statement on this pod <laughs> about this issue. This is. We are recording this on Wednesday. The leak happened literally mm-hmm. 12, 12, I guess, 16 hours ago. Um, and so this is our this is our hot takes, our rending of garments, our emotional things, mm-hmm. and a slight look at next steps. But please don't take this for, you know, well-researched or certainly varied opinions because this is just us reacting to a thing. What kind of varied opinion would we have anyway? Like I don't know. <laughs> anyone? <laughs> Anyone else? You couldn't pick another person that would not be more representative than this podcast currently is. Look, you're blonde, uh-huh. and I'm strawberry blonde, uh-huh. and I think that That's is... That's the kind of diversity <laughs> we are bringing We're strawberry this. girl Boston right now. You are Italian ex-American. I don't mm, know. That's like... true. That's true. I do bring some much-needed Italian diversity <laughs> to the podcast game. Like, you, wait, the things you do with... Uh, with garlic is borderline ethnic, man. Uh, it's, it's borderline uh, a crime is what it is, but I do not apologize. Okay, moving desperately onward. We're, uh, we're going to need some jokes. This yeah, is yeah, about yeah. to get not very No, no, funny. this is not going to be a funny pod. I think, I think more than most we are excused for just being unrepentant little shitheads because what else is there to be? Yeah. Uh, Zach, where were you? <laughs> well, like all good Americans. Uh-huh. I was uh, slouching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on my on the love seat on my love seat in my room, uh, logging into Twitter to procrastinate from the real work I had to do. Sure, of course, as God intended. Yep, and seeing in Politico that incredible publication that we all love uh, that someone had leaked to them 
that the Supreme Court, uh, a majority opinion written by Justice Alito, uh, that they were going to overturn Roe v. versus Wade. Yeah. I was in a, I was in our community garden, oh. like the cute little Bolshevik I am, but I was still checking Twitter. So. <laughs> oh, man. You don't know how to be happy. That's really, like, honestly, we should throw out the Roe v. Wade stuff and talk about that. You yeah, can't, t- like, you can't touch grass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm standing amidst grass. Just like, mm, sus. I'll, I'll make it with, even worse. Probably with your wife, no less. Yeah, with my wife and dog, of course. Like you, like the moment when you should be the least on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, oh, un- inescapably online. You are the online. true villain of this story. That's always been true. <laughs> uh, listen, let me make it just a little worse for you. <laughs> About two and a half minutes before, I decided it was very important to check Twitter.com. Yeah. We had just discovered a baby possum. And we were trying to figure out how, if the baby possum actually needed care or if sure. it, as most wild animals are, fine without intervention. Turns out if you see a baby possum, don't fuck with it. Animal control will probably just euthanize it. Oh, uh, okay. 90% of cases, the possum will be fine. That makes it sense. Possums injured. are survivors. So I did, I was online for a reason. Okay. I was finding out information on how to protect my sweet baby possum friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> I don't think that entirely excuses me from being like, well, my phone's already in my hand. I haven't checked Twitter in the 15 minutes it took me to walk over here. I, 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 uh, I do love that. And I think it's even better because, like, I post a bit more. Uh-huh. Yesterday, especially. But, like, yeah, I post a couple times. But you never post on Twitter. So you just are lurking. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just taking in the discourse like a sick, sick fuck. <laughs> like, that's... I don't know if what's hey, worse. Hey, it's all bad. I like things. Um, all right. So, yeah, it was, it was bad. And uh, reading through that article, looking at mm-hmm. the opinion, I think there's a couple things that are worth noting up front before we get fully mm-hmm. into the rending of garments. Yeah. Uh, one, it is about as full-throated a rebuttal of Roe as uh, conservative wet dreams could ever have asked for. Like, it is, yeah. I, I think, in the, you know, righteous rage about how bad that thing is mm-hmm. that this is happening— yeah. Uh, we have not yet had time for the discourse around just how bad this specific document is. Yeah, do tell. Uh, so bring up your third laptop and go for it. I think the last time we were talking, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the last Google Glass guy. <laughs> I was in grad school and had somebody in grad school I know who had Google Glass. Is that right? I have se- I've been around. I've never seen one in the Glass. wild. It's I have a- never been more reactionary than the Google Glass discourse. Like I was fully <laughs> ready to punch a stranger in the street. Uh, I gotta say, singing in real life, that's fucking cool. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, thank you. I appreciate your commentary on my my sartorial choices. Uh, so, yeah. Diving into it. Uh, so, there was a lot of hand-wringing um, around people about whether this would be a full-on rebuttal of Roe, which would be unprecedented in yeah. the Supreme Court, uh, or, as the Supreme Court often does, sort of right around mm. its laws yeah. or its rulings. Uh, importantly, these are not laws. Uh, right around its rulings as they have done many many times before Uh, this was in fact the full-throated rebuttal the the saying Roe was wrong and we were wrong to rule it this way Uh, which is important not just because it is makes it you know it's a very dangerous ruling for Roe right but because of all the other things that it directly affects Mm. and you know we've talked a lot and I think anyone with half a brain knows that this doesn't stop at at abortion like like i don't think we're breaking new ground when we say they're coming for your birth control they're coming for gay marriage they're coming for trans rights like oh yeah i think you know uncovered at least on this podcast um is how so many of those judicial rulings that did do good things uh were based around the right to privacy right and and this this ruling from alito uh specifically attacks the idea that right to privacy can be used in that way to establish new rights that other things can fall under Mm. the right to privacy Mm -hmm. that are not directly covered in the constitution and so it is also functionally a direct rebuttal of um Ogden and Oberfell, um, I'm not going to pretend to know all the case names off the top of my head, but it is a full-throated rebuttal uh, that very much sets the stage for taking away federal um, uh, you know, protections around gay marriage and uh, birth control and a lot of other things. Uh, is that all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. No, actually, it's not all. Because the other thing that this fucking Michael, ruling Michael, does... Michael, I swear to God, just switched laptops. He just was like, that's not all. And then One of the screens went off. I don't know laptop. what you want. Uh, it like, also... Like fucking Tom Cruise in Goddamn Minority Report. Listen, somebody needs to do a Minority Report. And, and currently, it's only the cops that are. Oh, wait. A Minority Ruling. Boom. There it is. Title of the episode. Uh, 
So the ruling also notably uh, mentions one Matthew Hale, mm -hmm. uh, who was uh, a legislator in England who did a lot of things, perhaps most notably uh, executing a couple witches and oh. also, uh, also writing a treatise about how marital rape should be legal. What the fuck? And this is a guy that gets relied on to a couple times throughout Alito's ruling, mostly around the idea of inherent inalienable rights, and is very much setting up the idea that the, a fetus has the constitutional right to life. So there is rulings in this that not only are relying on some of the most mm -hmm. crazy-ass shit from, right. from the distant past, mm -hmm. uh, and part of this ruling is like, well, these rights are relatively recent compared to these much longer traditions because uh, these people are fucking trad cast. Yeah. Um, fucking Catholics. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but also specifically setting up uh, what I think, you know, is a very probable outcome of this, which would be not just what we have, which is the stripping away of abortion rights, but establishing mm -hmm. a constitutional mandate against abortion. Yeah. Um, so keep on watch. This is fully the most crazy version of this thing like we yeah. knew this was coming yeah and i don't think there was any reason to expect that it wasn't going to be the craziest version of the thing but make no mistake it is the fucking craziest version yeah it's wild to me i mean i'm not gonna pretend to sort of be some sort of supreme court effort uh, expert but, like, nobody else who's talking about this is, more or less, except for the, you know, two or three legal podcasts sure. that are probably whining about the leak anyway. So, fuck off. But this is, like, one of the bigger things to happen in a hot minute. <laughs> you know, this is, this is a like, from what I understand, a fairly substantial overturning of precedents of, you know, like you said, the right to privacy and just sort of, like, ignoring the fact that you're right. Like, they tend to rule around things. Like, keeping the sort of fig leaf of Roe while also allowing it to go up to the states. Like, this is a full-on just overturning of it. Yeah. That... And that specifically, as we said, is important because of all the other things it touches. Like, if they wanted to just strip Roe away... Yeah. ...to protect these other ideas mm. or the idea yeah. that right to privacy could be used in this way they could have written that no but they but, didn't and and it really is like the culmination of the project yeah this yeah. this is the sort of federalist society's like this is their brightest day oh yeah i mean one of one of the uh, annoying things about today is that abby johnson gets to win uh, <laughs> i hate her so much isn't that fucking horrifying i mean Silly to even mention in the context no, of all the horrors to come. But let's take a moment to say, fuck you, Abby Johnson, writer of Unplanned. Uh, a person we covered at length and how she was on the grift game for this for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is the culmination of, uh, you know, a real cross-party coming together between mm -hmm. the Christo-Fascists <laughs> and the Federalist Society, yeah. uh, brick-and-mortar GOP shit, which is all kind of fused into its, you yeah, know, current, yeah, yeah. you know, Q form anyway. I, got, I, I actually got to hand it to them. Yeah. They, I, they really know how to actually run a political party that gets things done in this country. I think... I, I think by no means do you have to hand it to them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the drill tweet yes. and perpetuity. But, like, yeah, you God don't have to fact hand it to ISIS. I don't know. You kind of maybe do. <laughs> but I, I think part of acknowledging <laughs> the position that we are in and how bad things are is acknowledging how powerful our enemy yeah. is. And, yeah. and I think it is worth saying uh, that this is not a thing that, despite the fact that we can and should and will yell about how Obama failed us, mm, how how Hillary failed us, how RGV failed us, how all of these fuckers uh, at every turn made choices that allowed this to happen, we have to start with the acknowledgement that this has been a six-decade project um, because the opposition yeah. even uh, began before the actual mm. ruling, um, but certainly in the past five decades to bring this to fruition. Uh, and they have doggedly pursued it with a whole lot of fucking money um, and time and energy and culture war and focus. Just focus. Truly impressive I ability to change uh, the face of Christianity. Yep. Uh, yep. To change the face of politics, mm -hmm. to break all the rules and dare Democrats to stop them, knowing full well they won't. Uh, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, I think it was in 17, was like. It's damaging the party, the, the, the Democratic Party, to focus so much on abortion access. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah, to, it's, um, <laughs> like, to watch. Is this, is this the time? Because we're going to do wanna, it. We're shitheads. I want to get to the Democrats, but, like, yeah. I actually want to say, but, but okay. I, I, I know I brought it up, but 
it's it is wild to see. Here's I'm jealous. Obviously, fuck the Democrats forever, but. Even as I'm jealous as a leftist Mm -hmm. of seeing the right be able to continually refuse itself together. They, like, really make it fucking happen. Like, even the poorers in the right who, like, are the ones who, of course, have our true sympathy and are the only ones that we could, in general, could maybe ever peel off. But, like, they're still getting something out of this. Like, they were lied to for decades, but they got... The, the ruling, right? Like, yeah. for the poor people, you get the CRT, the abortion shit, the anti-gay laws, that, like, the culture war shit. Um, yeah, which is and, not good for them because they're poor, because they're evangelical. I, I, but right. yes, yes. I understand it's not good for them, but, like, they're getting... No, they, the reason they like it is because right. they're evangelical. They think they're, quote, getting something. Yeah. Yeah. And then rich people get the unfettered capitalism and, you know, unlimited dark money and the death of unions and uh, all that jazz. And, and it's... I don't know, man. They really, they figured it out. They squared the circle of like, like how to create an unbeatable political block in a basically non-functioning democracy. Yeah, yeah. I, I... gosh, if only we could ever do anything in the left ever. <laughs> like that's kind of what I'm getting. Here's at. the thing. I don't blame the left for this. No, at no, all. no. I'm not blaming the left. I just wish we could. fuse into a thing that was going somewhere (laughs) but again we need different tactics like we can't do what they do no 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 no. um it's just it's it's just envy yeah okay that's it's just naked envy they got it done man (laughs) yeah i uh we can't do that they did the horrible thing uh but to be fair they also had the billionaires on their side the entire time yeah no and and by the way it's not a coincidence that in 2000 supreme court stole an election and then not that long afterwards voted for unlimited money as speech and then, like, here we are. It's also like, not an accident that the Voting Rights Act got stripped yes, before this yes. happened because they knew that the pushback mm-hmm. would be there and they are yeah. counting on their ability to steal your vote away from you yeah. uh, if voting mattered, which yeah. it doesn't. But maybe, And so maybe it's time to get to the Democrats. Yeah, so, the so, most useless people. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's definitely fascinating. I mean, you've already seen it, right? Yeah. Like, the fundraising emails went out the same night. I, I, I predicted that on this very pod. Not mm-hmm. that that took a lot, but oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you guys? Incredible to have all all three, uh, house, the, you know, the House, the Senate, and the White House, and still just be like, guys, you know what we really need? It's a little more cash. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, in 2016, Hillary ran with a pro-life Democrat yep. on the ticket. Like, we forget that. Like, obviously... Sure, it would have been better for her to have won in 2016 for obvious reasons. <clears throat> but let's not pretend the DNC was some like incredible stop of choice, incredible space of choice. Again, 2017, Pelosi talked about that. Biden, until very, until basically yesterday, has been like, I think the Hyde Amendment's a good thing. It's the fucking dirty little Catholic bitch he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not like the Republicans have spent 50 plus years being like, you know we are going to do this. And Democrats have been like, that's fine. Yes. That has been what's happening. Republicans have been like, we are coming for your womb. We are going to control Mm -hmm. it. And there's nothing you can do to stop us. And the Democrats have just been the party of compromise and have spent most of that 50 years bitching at the side saying, no, we need to turn this into law, saying, you're you're making this a wedge issue. You're you're making our tent smaller. Why are you coming for our big tent? Um, So yes, the I tent don't, is on fire. I don't think this is hard to predict, but that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be a lot of people telling you that mm. this was unforeseeable or that this is your fault, dear leftist. Yeah. Aren't you happy that you didn't vote for Hillary in 2016 now? Uh, and just just know that you can tell them all to go fuck themselves. Like oh, Hillary yeah. would not have stopped this, really. This project might have taken a little longer. It would have taken, you know, five, ten more years, but which would be great, but not the same thing. But Hillary Hillary was already functionally pro-life. Like, yeah. uh, she she was already compromising on so many things. She wouldn't have passed the law. Yeah. Oh, definitely know, not. And I think that's that's what's important to say. She would have appointed justices that probably wouldn't have done this, but she wouldn't have passed the law. And so it would have just been 2024 when President Cawthorn comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and leads and, and well, I would say leads us to greatness, but more sort of rolls us to yeah, greatness. Talking talking about uh, Republicans moving in lockstep, you, you see that, that little is, thing? So good. Cawthorn makes one tweet about the orgies, oh, and the man. orgies we all know are real. The yeah. eyes wide shut parties, and he is instantly <laughs> got instantly yeah. got. And don't get me wrong, fuck fuck Madison sure. Cawthorn forever. The man's a Nazi. Uh, Couldn't happen to a worse person. 
but uh, that's not why they got him. <laughs> no, but they liked him when he was just a Nazi. Yeah, but you're Nazi with loose lips. Yep. Mm, trouble. <laughs> Anyways, back on topic. Let's talk about Obama a little bit. Oh, that fucking guy. Let's talk about Obama being like, eh, it's not a legislative priority for me. You know what we really need is not Medicare for all. What That's was really a legislative important. priority for our homie going after journalists, droning weddings and babies and hospitals? In specifically in that period when he could have got it done, uh, he focused on making a shitty public option that, um, while it has undeniably done some good, is still unaffordable and has done very little in truth to save, mm-hmm. you know, as we've talked about many yeah, times, of 40% of people who get cancer going bankrupt, mm-hmm. uh, how unaffordable healthcare is for most of Americans. Uh, you still are stuck to your job if your job has healthcare because God knows you're going to be way worse off if you don't have it. Like, none of that has changed, but that got done. Uh, bailing out. He also really loved bailing oh, out. Oh yeah, banks. yeah, that was very important. You, get, you have to remember. Talk about legislative priorities. Want to make sure the CEOs got theirs. Um, executive order one three five three five. It's an executive order announced by Pre- President Barack Obama on March twenty first, two thousand ten. He's signed on March 24th. It reinforces a commitment to the preservation of the Hyde Amendment's policy, restricting federal funds for abortion with the context of health care legislation. Boom. I, you know, I mean, I, I, we're not the first people to say this, but Obama really is the thing that killed the left for a full generation. That, like, obviously in 08, like, he ran on, gen, like, not full-on leftism, but progressive policy. And he even killed that. You know, he yeah, really yeah. is the the culmination of like taking all this in 2008 somewhat leftward energy and just funneling it into sort of nike ads like he is the transition between that moment protesting the iraq war and uh saying blm in a nike ad yeah like um, he is the missing link in that <laughs> i was i was pulling it up <laughs> i don't uh, know how much of that will keep i'm gonna do <laughs> i'm gonna do an extremely podcasty thing and recommend a youtube video oh come on man <laughs> but uh ft signifier did a two-part series called obama in the myth of black excellence mm. that um uh ft signifier is an african or a black man who uh, is in his like early 40s and like was very very mm. excited yeah. about Obama and sure. it, it sort of goes through both you know how it felt like as a black man in that time frame and then also just how much Obama failed uh, his own rhetoric but also gets into how Obama was actually making it pretty clear that he was going to be extremely middle of the road yeah uh, it just wasn't his biggest rhetoric it was yeah. it was in the details <laughs> mm-hmm. when he was saying like yeah I'm not really gonna do anything. <laughs> Um, but it's it's a worthwhile video series. Okay, he's um, gonna write another autobiography. I think it's important. <laughs> yeah, it'll be covered in his Netflix sponsored podcast, uh, Multimedia <laughs> Experience. He's somehow installation. How are you writing more than like Nausgaard, man? What the fuck is wrong with you? Obama's- the War and Peace, but it's just War and War. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a funhouse ride where you fly in a drone. <laughs> uh, I just uh, want to say, uh, we can we can. Bomb that village. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. there are so many more voices in the Democratic Party that have failed us. But I, I guess the point that I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. is that do not listen to anyone that is telling you we need to vote harder now. Oh, dude, that is so maddening. Uh, maddening. Absolutely insane <laughs> to believe that because th- that's the pitch, right? I mean, yeah. this has been the plan. This is why there's not going to be any federal legislation before the midterms uh, that is going to protect your right to g- control your body. Like that's mm-hmm. not going to happen because they're already sending out the fundraising emails. Because when right. they lose hard in the midterms, as they will, uh, they're yeah. going to then be able to campaign as the minority party, which is their preferred preference. They don't oh, yeah. like having of power. Course. If the past two years have taught you anything, it's that Republican Democrats in power are just Republicans and they don't <laughs> like being outed as such. So they prefer to be the <laughs> quote unquote resistance party. Yep. It's a much better fit for them. This is all going to according to plan for Democrats, too. And I think that's really, really important mm. because. What we're about to be encountering is that this is real, real bad. This is going to kill a lot of people. This is going to be extremely damaging to so many people's lives. And we are going to need to figure out how to deal with that. And just as important as knowing how powerful our enemies are is knowing who our our allies are and aren't. Mm. The Democratic Party is not your ally in the fight for your bodily autonomy. 
Um, it doesn't mean don't vote for people if, if there's a good raise. I'm not saying that necessarily. Um, just don't confuse it with a solution. Yeah. If do, For the love of God, and we'll get here more, do not give any money to an electrical candidate, electoral Ugh. candidate. That is if, the worst way you could be spending your money right now. I swear to God, if you give money to an electoral candidate... I will fucking kill you. I will lose you. my shit. I will find you. This is an actionable threat. <laughs> yeah. I will come to your house. You better be giving that money to like the abortion funds and shit like that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll get there because I think we're gonna end this section with what can we do. But like, um, if you give it to the DNC, it's on site. You brother. are part of the problem. It is on site. <laughs> uh, I am not going to be trying to kill you, but I can't promise I'm gonna be trying that hard to hold Zach back. <laughs> You are driving me to the gun show right now. <laughs> I Listen, I'm not saying that we should, you know, arm ourselves in preparation for things. I'm just saying that. I gotta say that argument is becoming more convincing, More even as more of the pacifist anti-gun guy. I'm feeling a I little am, bit more gun guy now. <laughs> I'm just saying that a ride is the voice of the unheard. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what else can be covered here? Um I think we talked a lot about sort of the Christo-fascist side of this, and, and I'm going to refer you to other episodes for deep dives into how the religious right became this yeah, problem. Our unplayed episode gets into how mm. abortion was not a Christian issue, particularly no. for Protestants, until we decided to make it so, uh, and how that was all calculated and it, it, how it has its roots in segregation. Like, we have done that research. Yeah. There are episodes that are covering it. I do think one other thing that's worth mentioning is the hand of capital in this. Yeah. Which has gone often unexamined. I think that's interesting because it's kind of maybe hard for some people to see how those connect. Yeah. And and I, I don't think this is the primary purpose uh, or the primary cause. I do think this is what we are seeing is, you know, the establishment of Christophe's rule yeah, in our country course. at its core. The next thing. Um, <laughs> but there is a reason that capital will not fight to stop it. And that's because they need there to be more of you to buy things. Um, mm. And I think I think it is it worth stating that birth rates in America are in decline. They are in decline because we are living in an increasingly exploitative system where any household that has kids probably has both um, parents right. working. Right. Uh, where that that work is precarious. Where we do mm. not have social safety nets. Mm. And a lot of other liberal democracies that I take a lot of issue with. Um, and social democracies have responded to this issue of declining birth rates by increasing its yeah. its social safety net because that is one way to do it. One way you can make sure people have babies is by making sure that the babies are cared for. So you can do things like free college education, free daycare, uh, health care. Like these are all things that make people able to have children. Right. The U.S. has done none of those things, and rather than doing them, they are just going to make you be forced to have a child. There's a lot of reasons to like you know hate the EU and social democracy and all that as sort of like the compromise blah 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 that it will inextricably lead to fascism just as all these other things will but it's still i i also want to say that like on like that is actual harm reduction as opposed to yeah. anything we've ever done in the states like having like public health care and free access to abortion and uh uh parental leave is still better oh yeah oh, that's, that's what actual harm reduction looks oh, no, like leftists want those things of course, like, no, like I know, absolutely I know, I know. And so, like, you obviously need more than that to have a society where those things become stable mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. You actually have to get rid of the capitalism because it will invariably, as we're seeing in Britain, come for those things. Yes. It's still better to have them than whatever the fuck this hellscape is. Yeah. And, and I'm always a little bit more... I don't know. Uh, I more mix, have mixed feelings about the social democracy shit than most people, even as a communist, because it's like, fuck, I just want my health care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that is a reasonable, uh, like, I think it's important to understand that we can't solve these issues without tearing it all down. Of course. For sure. Of course. But I have no issue with people being like, man, it would be better if we had fucking health care and making that a big thing yeah. that lots of people can get behind. People that disagree with us on a lot of things can get behind that. I think that's a good thing. Uh, that said... Um, rather than do any of that, yes, of course. as we enter a period <laughs> where uh, demand for, it's not just workers, because there are plenty of people on this fucking planet, and, and yeah. capitalists would prefer to pay them, you know, a under $1.90 a day anyway, yeah. so like, they've already outsourced as much labor as they can, and will continue yeah. to try to do so, but they do need people to buy shit, yeah. and there is a problem when Americans, who buy a lot of shit, stop making more Americans to buy more shit, and to buy shit for the little Americans, like yeah. that. 
Go ahead. So, so I, I think it is a much smaller factor, but it is a significant reason why you were not going to see the hands of capital actually doing anything to fight this. And, One, because they're evil. Of course. And I, I think there actually is kind of... There's, there's two other things I want to highlight, yeah. too. Um, one, this is, this, is, this is the compromise. Not even the compromise. This is the deal that was struck. Trump is the perfect person. He was... He's an industrialist who doesn't make anything. So he's the perfect American industrialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, he's a titan of industry who got elected and agreed to do this mm -hmm. by the little people. That's all this is. They infected the little people with this propaganda, and then this was the they, then they told them they would do this for them. Um, so this is just like the deal that was struck. So capital gets to do what it wants, yeah. and it gives the SOPs of the CRT, don't say gay, abortion stuff to the It's basically an entire people. political party that is not unlike the COVID checks we got. Yeah. Like they'll give you they'll give you your two thousand dollars, they're not gonna make it monthly, but they'll give you your two thousand yeah. dollars and then do tax rates that, you know, make billionaires double. Of course, right. They're, 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 like, no it is actually the SOP there. But there's like a second thing I think that's important to say here, and that's the patriarchy, and that like yeah. anything that makes women's lives harder, mm -hmm. any, in fact, anything that makes any segment of the population's lives harder is good for capital because that means it's going to be able to extract more value. More people that are worth less, yep. which is what this abortion law will do, is good for capital. It's more people who will work for less wages. It's more people who will buy things. It's more women whose lives are precarious and so have to take what they can get. Capitalism demands a slave class. That's essentially what this is creating. It's not fun to talk about. It's pretty ugly. Yeah. But like you can't ignore that like an enormous mass of people that have no opportunities is exactly what capitalism needs. And there's some of them are surplus even better. Yeah, and again, I don't feel that way, but that's what this will create. Oh, yeah, and, and it is very intentionally creating. And, and thank you for bringing up that this is misogynistic and patriarchal, of for sure. Um, it's also worth saying that we talk a lot, of, talked a lot about women, but not all people who have wombs are women. And this, this affects a lot of people. But that is just to say generally that, like, this is going to hurt all of us. Um, yeah. But, but you can't ignore this is also oh, yeah. about hating women. Absolutely. <laughs> like, those Absolutely. two things are, are both those things are true. Those are, yeah, those are not in conflict at all. Um, and I think in saying that, it's also worth saying that, like, this is not a ruling that is going to affect everyone. Uh, people who are rich are always, always have and always will be able to get safe abortions, um, whether that's sending them to states where it's legal now or just having doctors who do this under the table uh, nicely, safely, other places. Like, this is specifically an attack on, on women and on poor, more precarious women who yep. are not going to have these access. And it's a continuation of attack, as we've talked about. Abortion is already functionally illegal in so many states and as has been mentioned a lot. There are trigger laws that are going to go into effect in 13 yep. more that, to make sure that like that is fully um, outlawed as soon as this ruling comes down. Definitely the beginning of the next stage. Yeah. So let, yeah, I think it's <laughs> like, let's let's talk because we talked a lot around it, but let's talk very directly about the horrors this causes. Yeah. Um, because uh, as we know from many many studies, uh, abortion rates don't go down when abortion mm. is illegal. No. Uh, just more women die. That's what happens. Um, as it turns out, uh, it's very hard to force somebody to have a baby that they can't care for when you refuse to do anything to help mm -hmm. care for them. Yeah. So what do you do? You force force people to choose more and more precarious options to protect themselves. Uh, and that's an incredibly, incredibly dangerous thing we're, we're oh, yes. getting to. Um, it's real, real ugly stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I also think it can't be ignored. The sort of like... These sort of like beautiful in the darkest way is that at the same time this is being done just months ago democrats at the child care tax credit yeah, expire yeah. chose to not re-up it as this happens is like incredible symmetry like it is wild how darkly funny that is it, it reminds me a lot actually of how we've handled covid which has just yeah. become sort of a perfect synecdoche for how our political systems are in free fall and just mm -hmm. failing us at every turn like we saw a minor amount of movement when this was a thing that the rich were afraid of yeah when it could mm -hmm. kill them but the right. second they figured out that they were going to have access to treatments that could actually help second they mm -hmm. knew they could get their injections and yep. and that and that ultimately they would be protected by nature of their class from the true consequences yeah. of this. All of those protections started to erode to the point that now they're functionally gone. They started to erode under under Trump, but they sure as fuck finished eroding under Biden. And so now we're in this very, very telling moment 
where Democrats control everything and it will not matter because they are part of the problem. They are part of that erosion. Nancy Pelosi's in Ukraine talking about how, like, we will fight to the last Ukraine. We will send you every billion we have before we give a dollar to an American <laughs> Medicare for all system. Before before we ever do anything about it. Like, you couldn't, it couldn't be, again, it's evil. But if you are in position to think it's, I, I understand some of you can't think it's funny. and yeah. no judge, But it is darkly funny. How like obvious it is. Yeah. How fucked how up. Naked. How they're not even trying. No, no, like, they're just gonna send you their emails. Chip in twelve dollars. Act blue today. While you're and then Nancy Pelosi is literally ferrying planes of cash <laughs> to there. And like, do you want proof that this war is fucking nonsense? How is the Speaker of the House there and not in danger? Fuck the fuck off, man. This shit sucks. Uh, I I'm gonna commit the cardinal uh, podcast sin of quoting twitter unattributed but uh you really can't get over the fact that like the, the u.s is just an arms dealer like that's <laughs> our just, only purpose at this point even, that's I, all we're doing and the thing that sucks is i'm not even getting paid for that man mm-hmm. like at least like i at least want to li- like okay because so is a lot of europe sure you know they uh you know britain sells a lot of guns to a lot of places etc but like those fuckers have health care man i don't even get health care oh don't that worry sucks. they're coming for their health care that's going down too <laughs> That makes me feel better. And <laughs> I want to acknowledge it shouldn't make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. You're a bad person for feeling better about that. But also those fucking accents. <laughs> That's right. They're so smug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Downton Abbey. This is what you can. <laughs> uh, I'm doing actionable threats to the people of Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> that movie looks terrible. Terrible, I say. It does look really bad, though. <laughs> I've uh, been going through Foils Wars pretty good. <laughs> no, I, I, I got to say, I've enjoyed me some Midsummer Murders. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we're getting to what can be done. I think I have one thing to say first before we get there. Okay. And that is uh, just a little just a little comment there for some of our listeners who, uh, I, I, I don't think we have many of these, but I think we have a few. The womb-to-tomb pro-lifers. Sure. Um, the people who believe that abortion is wrong, um, but also believe in a social safety net, believe that women should be supported, don't necessarily want to see abortion made illegal, think this is potentially bad. Uh I understand how you arrive at those conclusions. You are wrong and it is time to repent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are, we are, we need you in this fight and you cannot be coming in here trying to support people in precarious situations saying that shit. Uh, it's not in the Bible. You're wrong if you think it's in the Bible. We've covered that on other podcasts and we need allies in this fight and you cannot be an ally uh, preaching that shit. So I'm sorry if that's you. Uh, time for some soul searching. Get the fuck off the sidelines. There is a war coming, and we need you in our ranks. Yeah, and I, w- I want to be clear. Uh, they're going to come for you next. Yeah. You don't stand for choice. They're going to come for you next. They probably will anyway. Yeah, but like- they're, they're coming regardless. Uh, yeah, this also goes out through all the uh, high church gays yeah. who are staunchly pro-life. and. Uh, oh, yeah. No, like, the only people who, like, kind of deserve to be gone a little <laughs> bit. Like, fuck you. Uh, it's real, real bad. Uh, but... Uh, I just, I just think it's, it, there's a line in the sand, man. You got to figure out what side of history you're going to be on. Uh, so let's get to what can be done. Nothing. Turn off this pod. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> um. uh, so things that can happen right now. One, uh, I do think protesting is good, but we should talk about protesting. Uh, we should talk about protesting in the context of rioting. I think when it's important <laughs> to talk about protesting and or rioting, not actionable, uh, you know, look up the instructions for Molotov cocktails online. We had nothing to do with that. Uh, but when it comes to that, I think it's very important. It's a good time to talk about lessons that we've learned from the George Floyd protests. Um, because mm, yes. I think it is unfortunate, but it needs to be acknowledged that the end result of the largest protest movement in American history is that cops are better funded and better prepared for protests today. Yeah, um, yeah. We have seen, uh, to tip the hand for a podcast, we will probably do at some point. One of the things that I had prepped for today was just a collection of stories of things that are happening in L.A. Because L.A. is not just a town that we live in and feel passionately about, but it is an interesting synecdoche for how neoliberalism is at work in our world today. And so we're going to talk about things like Garcetti covering up his super sexually harassing uh, second in command for years and years and years. We're going to talk about LASD gangs and what they've been up to, including, but not limited to, uh, Let's see if I get all of this in one sentence. Uh, 
pulling a gang pulling one a, a sheriff's gang pulling one of their own gang members into the woods to attempt to burn off his gang tattoo with the barrel of a recently fired gun and when that didn't work they shot him in the leg and then it all got covered up and the people involved got promoted okay, so i know that's bad yeah but briefly Okay. Uh huh. Cop got shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm having mixed feelings. Well, that's okay. part of why I want to do it because it's like the one unequivocally funny and good thing yeah, that happened I, is cops are eating themselves. I, I don't know. Uh, and, but one of the other things I was going to cover is how we've had a series of protests in Los Angeles, yeah. first for climate activism and second for unions at UCLA, mm -hmm. where cops showed up in absurd force. Oh, yeah. Like, we're talking like. Like a it's dozen protests. Like PhDs. Yeah, and all they were doing was handcuffing them to, to themselves to the like uh, door, and we had dozens and dozens of cops show up in full riot gear to parade around and eventually arrest people. They are going to come big and they are going to come hard. So if you are going to protest, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're the one talking about coming big and hard on this podcast. Uh, mistakes were made. Um, so if you are going to go protest, uh, now is a good time to uh, get yourself some first aid medical training. There are a lot of trainings that are happening and uh, it is important to have people there that know how to care for people who are injured. If you're going to be on the front lines, please be very careful. If you are not going to be on the front lines, uh, I understand and first step always protect your own safety. You don't do any good for the movement in a hospital. Uh, personally, and this is potentially a hot take, I do not think the movement is served by showing up and getting our ass beat repeatedly. I think I think there are better tactics we can use, probably tactics that can't be discussed on podcasts, but there are better, smarter ways to go about this. But I do think in this moment, uh, it is good to be out in the streets and just showing people that this is bad. And when we are doing that, please be very, very careful of your safety. Having participated in a couple protests during the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, they move quickly and they can get dangerous fast. So be aware of your surroundings, have people to check on you. Uh, if you're going to take a phone, make sure that you do not have any sort of biometric unlocking available on it because cops can and will force you to use that and then also use that to confiscate your phone. Also, please be aware that our police system is very, very much tied into our federal surveillance system. The Department of Homeland Security is very involved in protest monitoring uh, and facial recognition. There is currently a lawsuit happening in Long Beach because when protests were happening in Long Beach, the Long Beach Police Department was just plugging the faces of protesters engaged in legal activity into their you know criminal surveillance software that is designed exclusively for use when crimes have been committed faced no consequences for it for years uh so wear a mask not just to protect yourself from covid but uh because it might might help you a little bit with facial detection but know that you will probably be identified if you just show up to the protest so be aware of that um again the biggest things are be safety. And if you were there, uh, one of the most valuable things you can do is know where the medics are and uh, be in a position where you can help move people from the front lines to medic stations. Um, so just be aware of all that because I predict very much so that any and all protesting, including people, peaceful protests, are going to be met by a lot of police violence. I'm really excited for Democrats to move on from talking about abortion to being like, just think these protests have gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like scolding people protesting. Yeah, it's it. going to be real funny when, uh, you know, when the Democrats pivoted from their tacit or like, uh -huh. you know, limp, limp dick support of Black Lives Matter to their full-throated endorsement mm -hmm. of we need better and more cops yep. to now be like, oh, the cops are beating a whole lot of fucking people in the streets for an, for an issue we are ostensibly in support of. Hmm, this is going to be a little awkward for us. Joe Biden is 100%. I have a prediction. Before Joe Biden leaves office, he will scold a protest against abortion. Oh yeah, oh uh, undeniable. And, and I just gotta say, I told I told you so. Uh, the other thing that you can be doing, and Zach already mentioned it, is if you have money to donate, mm -hmm. donate it to abortion funds. You're yeah. gonna be seeing a lot of resources going around for that. These are direct funds because, as we know, abortion is already functionally illegal in a ton of states across the Midwest and South. The, the networks are already there. Now is a good time to start getting to know those networks for yourself and for vulnerable people in your life to get plugged in and know where they are and support them financially if you can, materially if you can, with labor if you can. Also, if you are part of a cool progressive church, the kind of church that loves gay and trans people, mm -hmm. now is a really good time to start talking about making your church a sanctuary for people who are seeking these procedures yeah. and are going to need safe places to recover and potentially to have their identity protected because yep. all of those things, the, the criminalization of people who seek abortion is already here mm -hmm. and we are behind the curve in how we deal with it, but there are people doing that work and if this is an issue that you care about and for 
fuck's sake it should be, now is a really good time to start plugging in with those networks and making sure that we are all doing what we can to protect each other, because that is all we have. Uh, by all means, put pressure on elected officials, but do not confuse the Democratic Party for something that cares. They are not going to save you. Uh, and I do not have solutions that don't take decades of dismantling police violence and patriarchy and electoral systems that are basically undemocratic. But uh, the first step should always be triage. And our triage right now is making sure that our increasingly illegal and underground abortion networks are up and running and can provide care as best we are able to make let them. Thank you for saying that. Can I come in with something a little lighter? Yeah. I think the, here's here's I think the thing that's going to be worse at this. Uh, you know, we we work in LA. You know, we've sort of been around Hollywood for a while now. The worst part of this are going to be all the self-congratulatory shows and movies about abortion where Hollywood gets to feel like they're like fighting on the side of something without really doing anything. Yeah. And just it's going to be so boring and bad. It's going to be real real bad. I and like I'm so annoyed because like I remember like talking about a tv show five six years ago about abortion and no one cared and mm -hmm. they're about to green light a bunch of terrible ones yeah. only because it's already happened because it's too late yeah and 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 so like that's not important but i'm just going to tell you netflix is gonna be real annoying for a while oh, yeah. now. we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> fictionalize the resistance to draw yeah. attention away from the fact that there is no resistance we're gonna fictionalize the resistance and they're gonna be giving money to both sides both republicans and democratic candidates who are pro-life <laughs> And then uh, maybe the last thing I have to say about this is that if you are a person out there who has any faith in, in what our democracy currently mm. is, what it looks like, uh, I just ask you to question how. How can you, like, when, the, when five oh, people yeah. Oh, yeah. can undemocratically strip away the rights of tens of millions of Americans, hundreds of millions of Americans, uh, how, how can you believe that anything good can come from this system? This, this is a huge failure. We won't spend a ton of time on to say, but if you believe in the, that the Supreme Court is good, if you're one of those people that's like, I'm so happy that Kentanji Jackson, or whatever the fuck her name is, is on there. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? She's there right now. Mm -hmm. She doesn't matter. She doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. I'm sorry that when the Supreme Court did good things like Loving or Obergefell, it never should have been done that way. It was a failure then because it didn't actually protect those people. It didn't fucking protect those people. And now here we are. And I'm sorry, if you are one of those people that likes the Supreme Court, look in the fucking mirror. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very telling that as our legislative system ground to a fucking halt and became just completely unusable to do any legislating. Uh, we decided to juke this by making the Supreme Court the only means by which things are truly decided. And uh, Republicans were already prepped for that. That was already their plan. Yeah. Uh, and so they beat us at that game, but it was a mistake to rely on it. It was a mistake to not enshrine these things in law when we had the opportunity. And now we're in this desperate situation where uh, best case scenario, we overthrow the filibuster, get this passed, and when Madison Cawthorn wins in 2024, it all goes away again. Like that is, that's, that's, Best case. We, Democrats have no plan to fight this. And the left and progress, if progressives are interested in actually doing anything, are going to have to fucking pick, do something. And yeah. I think Michael's right. The only thing to do right now is those networks. And then think about the work of, like, real change and revolution after this. It's all we have. Because there is no more legitimacy in the system. There never really was. But if you really think there is, then like we're not having the same conversation anymore. Like yeah. the, if you can think the American state is legitimate, then like, dude, bro, like like there's this has got to be the final nail in that coffin, right? Of reformism. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I have no faith in the libs to learn anything from this. They're already blaming Bernie. Yeah. They're already blaming Susan okay, fucking I gotta Sarandon. say it's fucked up that President Bernie Sanders <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. did the executive order outlawing abortion. Yeah, that's And so saying that he hates, he hates bitches that don't pay for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a damn shame. It's yeah, a damn shame. It's fucked up that he said that, Hard to actually. see your heroes fall. Uh, <laughs> But so I, I have no faith that there could be anything that makes a certain segment of our libs learn. But I hope for, for others, I hope for, for perhaps our, our social Dems out there, that this will be a dark night of the soul where um, people come to recognize that our, our system is hopelessly corrupt, yeah. uh, flawed from the top down, was never truly a democracy to begin with. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, and that the only path forward is to tear down the great Satan that is America. <laughs> that is, that's all we got. Uh, and it is unfortunate uh, that we are uh, against so many powerful forces, but we do the work and we try to protect each other in the meantime. 
And uh, I hope it, I hope that what we see here is a lot of people getting off the sidelines and, and starting to do the real work of organizing, which, spoiler alert, is not podcasting or Twitter. Hey, buddy, hey. <laughs> how could you fucking say that to me? I, I do actually think there's a real conversation to be made, and it's not going to be this podcast. It's like, in, an, in probably in an era of the most advanced weaponry, fighting against a state with the most weapons, probably the any state's ever had, largest army if you count, like, cops and, like, FBI I mean, and the cops military. themselves are a larger military right. than most. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, I mean, I mean, human history, probably more militarized than any society ever. Yes. I think that's a realistic thing to say. Like, what you, how you actually change that state is an answer I don't have beyond yeah. extremely mass mobilization that we don't have right now. Yeah, I, I think it's why things like the labor movement are so important yeah. and why it's a good thing is because we, we will not win this battle with guns as much as I... No. Uh, think that maybe we should all be prepared to have them in order to protect ourselves from further uh, implications on our rights. Um, but you're not, but you can't overthrow the White yeah, House. But yeah, way. but we're not, we're not going to do White House down. No, like, you can't. It's just not, it's just not. It's like, unrealistic. Uh, so I, I do think the question of how, what does a smart tactic look mm -hmm. like to uh, resist the authoritarian regime that we are currently under uh, is an important question that can be discussed more at length at a later date. Uh, but those are the questions that we yeah, need to be asking. Those are the things we're facing. Uh -huh. I think labor is the best leverage we yeah. will have. I think general strikes are are good things. And I'm not saying that like, oh, general strike now, call for it. I'm saying like, commit yourself to the process of the mobilization of the labor movement that is already seeing so many good moments. Mm -hmm. uh, but we need to see a lot more of it because we can shut this shit down. They do, in fact, still need us on that level. They give us abortion back if, like, nobody did anything for a week. Yeah. But um, that takes mobilization but that's again, never that, happened before. The, the precarity of, of people's of situations obviously makes that very challenging. And we're not trying to be uh, smug about that because that would be really hard for all of sure. us. Um, I can't miss no, a no, week no. of pay, you know? Like, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, uh, okay, so with that said, it's time for us to get out of here. Um, love and care to all of the people in our lives that are affected by this most. Uh, know that uh, we do care and we do support you. And uh, yeah, this is, I, th I think this is an issue we've talked about a lot. We obviously care about it a lot. And I think it's going to be more front of our minds going forward. Yep, as it has been uh, for the length of this podcast yeah. before. All right, my name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. Not that I post. <laughs> you can see the cool things Michael's liking. I'm at Zach. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's all just uh, Terry, Ted Cruz style porn tweets. Alex Villanueva's just address, yeah. um, which you which you can Google. Uh, you can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. Find the pod at shitty underscore pod. Yeah, all these people have homes. Final thought. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time.